Welcome to the one-year journey through the Holy Bible. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds to hear and understand and live the Word of God. Come, Holy Spirit, into my mind, my heart, my soul, so that as I read your word, let me understand, know, and love you better. Bless me to be a faithful disciple to apply your word to my life. Make me a light shining upon all those in darkness. As I read the word of God, enlighten my mind and kindle my heart with a deeper love for you and the people around me. Amen. <clears throat> Today we'll be reading Numbers chapter 29 to 32. Chapter 29 on New Year's Day. In the seventh month on the first day, you will declare a holy day and do not do any heavy work. It will be a day on which you shall sound the trumpet. You will offer a burnt offering for a pleasing aroma to the Lord, one bull with the herd, one ram, and seven unblemished healing lambs. Their grain offering will be of bran flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, and two-tenths for the ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. One goat will be a purification offering to make atonement for yourselves. These are in addition to the burnt offering for the new moon with its grain offering, in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain offering, together with the libations prescribed for them for a pleasing aroma and oblation to the Lord. On the Day of Atonement On the tenth day of the seventh month you will declare a holy day, humble yourselves, and do no sort of work. You will offer a burnt offering to the Lord, a pleasing aroma, one bull of the herd, one ram, one and seven yearling lambs, that you are sure are unblemished. Their grain offerings of bran flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for a bull, two-tenths for one ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. One goat will be a purification offering. These are in addition to the purification offering for purging, the regular burnt offerings with its grain offering and libations. On the Feast of Boots for the fifteenth day of the seventh month, you will declare a holy day. You shall do no heavy work. For the following seven days, you will celebrate a pilgrimage feast to the Lord. You will offer a burnt offering and oblation of pleasing aroma to the Lord, thirteen bulls of the herd, two rams, and fourteen yearling lambs that are unblemished. Their grain offerings will be of bran flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for each of the thirteen bulls, two tenths for each of the two rams, and one tenth for each of the fourteen lambs. One goat will be a purification offering. These are in addition to the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and libation. On the second day, twelve bulls of the herd, two rams, and fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, with the grain offering and libations for the Lord, rams and bulls, bulls rams, and lambs, in their prescribed number as well as one goat as a purification offering. Besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and libation, on the third day, eleven bulls, two rams, fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, with the grain offerings and libations for the bulls, rams, and lambs in their prescribed number, as well as one goat for a purification offering besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and libation. On the fourth day, ten bulls, two rams, fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, the grain offerings and libations for the bulls, rams, and lambs in the prescribed number, 
as well as one goat for a purification offering besides the regular burnt offerings and grain offerings and libations. On the fifth day, nine bulls, two rams, and fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, with the grain offerings and libations for the bulls, rams, and lambs in their prescribed number, as well as one goat as a purification offering, besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and libation. On the sixth day, eight bulls, two rams, fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, with the grain offering and libations for the bulls, rams, and lambs in their prescribed number, as well as one goat as a purification offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and libation. On the seventh day, seven bulls, two rams, fourteen unblemished yearling lambs, with their grain offerings and libations for the bulls, rams, and lambs in their prescribed number, as well as one goat as a purification offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and libation. On the eighth day you will hold a public assembly. You shall do no heavy work. (coughs) You will offer a burnt offering, an oblation of pleasing aroma to the Lord, one bull, one ram, and seven unblemished yearling lambs, with the grain offerings and libations for bulls, rams, and lambs in the prescribed number as well as one goat as a purification offering besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and libation. These are the offerings you shall make to the Lord on your festivals, besides your votive or voluntary offerings of burnt offering, grain offerings, libations, and communion offerings. <coughs> Chapter 30 Validity and Annulment of Vows Moses said to the heads of the Israelite tribes, This is what the Lord has commanded. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or binds himself under an oath to a pledge, he shall not violate his word, but must fulfill exactly the promise that he has uttered. When a woman makes a vow to the Lord or binds herself to a pledge while she is still in her father's house in her youth and her father learns of her vow, or of the pledge to which she bound herself and says nothing to her about it, then any vow or any pledge to which she bound herself remains valid. (coughs) But if on the day he learns of it, her father opposes her, then any vow or any pledge to which she bound herself becomes invalid, and the Lord will release her from it, since her father opposed her. If she married while under a vow or under a rash pledge to which she bound herself, and her husband learns of it, yet says nothing to her on the day he learns of it, then the vow or her pledges to which she bound herself remain valid. (coughs) But if on the day her husband learns of it, he opposes her, he thereby annuls the vow that she has made or the rash pledge to which she has bound herself the Lord will release her from it. The vow of a widow or divorced woman, however, any pledge to which such a woman binds herself is valid. If she is in her husband's house, that she has made a vow or binds herself under oath or pledge, and her husband learns of it, yet says nothing to her to oppose it, then all the vows remain valid, or any pledge to which she has bound herself. But if on the day he learns of them, her husband annuls them, then whatever she has expressly promised in her vows or her pledge becomes invalid since her husband has 
has annulled them. The Lord will release her from them. Any vow or pledge that she makes under oath to humble herself, her husband may either confirm or annul. But if her husband day after day says nothing to her, he thereby confirms all her vows or all the pledges incumbent upon her. He has confirmed them because on the day he learned of them, he said nothing to her. If, however, he annuls them sometime after he first learned them, he will be responsible for her guilt. These are the statutes which the Lord commanded Moses concerning a husband and his wife, as well as a father and his daughter, while she is still in her youth in her father's house. Chapter 31 Campaign Against the Midianites The Lord said to Moses, Avenge the Israelites on the Midianites, and you will be gathered to your people. So Moses told the people, Arm some men among you for the campaign to attack Midian and to execute the Lord's vengeance on Midian. From each of the tribes of Israel you will send a thousand men to the campaign. <coughs> From the contingents of Israel, therefore, a thousand men of each tribe were, Le- were Levite, so that there were twelve thousand men armed for war. Moses sent them out on the campaign. A thousand from each tribe with Phinehas, son of Eliezer, the priest of the campaign, who had them, who had with him the sacred vessels and trumpets for sounding the alarm. <coughs> they waged war against the Midianites as the Lord had commanded Moses and killed every male. Besides those slain in battle, they killed the kings of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian, and they also king. They also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, with the sword. But the Israelites took captive the women of the Midianites of their children and all their herds and flocks and wealth as loot, while they sent them on fire all the towns where they had settled all their encampments. Then they took all the plunder with all the people animals that they had captured and brought the captives together with the spoils and plunder. To Moses and Eliezer the priest, and to the Israeli community at their camp on the plains of Moab by the Jordan, opposite Jericho. Treatment of the Captives When Moses and Eliezer the priest, with all the leaders of the community, went outside the camp to meet them, Moses became angry with the officers of the army, the commanders of thousands, and the, ar- and the commanders of hundreds, who were returning from the military campaign. So you have spared all the women, he explained. These are the very ones who, on Balaam's advice, were behind the Israelites' unfaithfulness to the Lord in the affair at Peor, so that the plague struck the Lord's community. Now kill, therefore, every male among the children, and kill every woman who had sexual relations with a man. But may you spare for yourselves all the girls who had known sexual relations. Purification after combat Moreover, remain outside the camp for seven days. Each one of you who has killed anyone or touched something killed will purify yourselves on the third day, and on the seventh day, both you and your captives. You will also purify every garment, every article of leather, everything made of goat's hair, and every article of wood. Eliezer the priest told the soldiers who had taken part in the battle, This is the prescribed ritual for which the Lord has commanded Moses. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, and lead. 
whatever can stand fire you shall put into the fire, that it may become clean, however, it must also be purified with water of purification, but whatever cannot stand fire you must put into the water. On the seventh day you will wash your garments, and then you will take again to be clean. After that you may enter the camp. Division of the Spoils The Lord said to Moses, With the help of Elias to the priests and the heads of the ancestral houses of the community, inventory all the spoils captured, human being and beast alike. Then divide the spoils between the warriors who went on the campaign and the whole community. You will levy a tax for the Lord on the soldiers who went on the campaign, one out of the every five hundred persons, oxen, donkeys, and sheep. From their half you will take it and give it to Elias or the priest as a contribution to the Lord. From the Israelites' half you will take one captive of every fifty human beings, oxen, donkeys, and sheep, all the animals and give them to the Levites who will perform the duties of the Lord's tabernacle. So Moses and Elias the priest did this as the Lord had commanded Moses. <coughs> Amount the plunder. This plunder, what was left of the loot which the six which the tribes had taken, amounted to six hundred and seventy-five thousand sheep. 72,000 oxen, 61,000 donkeys, 32,000 women who had not had sexual relations, and half share that fell to those who had gone out of the campaign was in number 337,500 sheep, of which 675 fell as tax to the Lord, 36,000 oxen, of which 72 fell as tax to the Lord, 35 30,500 donkeys, of which 61 fell as donkeys to the Lord, and 16,000 persons, of whom 32 persons fell as tax to the Lord. Moses gave the taxes contributed to the Lord to Elias the priest, exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses. As for the Le- Israelites' half, which Moses had taken from the men who had fought, the community's half was 337,500 sheep, 36 oxen, 36,000 oxen, 36,500 donkeys, and 16,000 persons. From the Israelites' half, Moses took one captive from every fifty, from human being and beast alike, and gave them to the Levites who performed the duties of the Lord's tabernacle exactly as the Lord commanded Moses. <coughs> Gift of the Officers Then those who were officers over the contingents of the army, commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, came to Moses and said to him, Your servants have counted the soldiers under our command, and not one of us is missing. So we have brought as an offering to the Lord articles of gold that each of us has picked up, anklets, bracelets, rings, earrings, or pendants, to make atonement for ourselves before the Lord. Moses and Elias the priest accepted the gold from them as old-fashioned pieces. The gold that was given as contribution to the Lord from the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds amounted in all to 16,750 shekels. What the common soldiers had looted, each one what the common soldiers had looted, each one kept for himself. So Moses and Elias did the priest accepted the gold from the commanders of thousands and hundreds and put it in the tent of meeting as a reminder on the behalf of the Israelites before the Lord. Chapter 32 <coughs> The Request of Gad and Reuben Now the Reubenites and Gadites had a very large number of livestock. Noticing that the land of Jazir and Gilead was place 
was a place suited for livestock. The Gadites and Reubenites came to Moses and Elisa the priest to the leaders of the community and said, The region of Atroth, of Dibon, Jazir, Namra, Heshbon, Aliyah, Sheba, Nebo, and Balmon, the land which the Lord had laid low before the community of Israel, is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. They continued, If we find favor with you, let this land be given to your servants as their possession. Do not make us cross the Jordan. Moses' Rebuke But Moses answered the Gadites and Reubenites, Are your kindred then to go to war while you remain here? Why do you wish to discourage the Israelites from crossing to a land which the Lord has given to them? This is just what your descendants did, what your ancestors did when I sent them from Kadesh Barah to reconter the land. They went up the Wadi Eshkol and reconterred the land, then so discouraged the Israelites that they would not enter the land that the Lord had given them. At the time, the anger of the Lord flared up, and he swore that none of the men twenty years old or more who have come from Egypt will see the land that I promised under the oath to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, because they have not followed me unreservedly, except the Kezanite Caleb, son of Jephunneth and Kizite, and Joshua the son of Nun. They have followed the Lord unreservedly. So the anger of the Lord flared up against the Israelites, and he made them wander in the wilderness for forty years, until the whole generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord had disappeared. And now here you are, offspring of sinful stock, rising up in your ancestors' place, and add still more to the Lord's blazing anger against the Israelites. If you turn away from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness, and you will bring out the ruin of this entire people. Counter-proposal But they approached him and said, We will only build sheepfolds here for our flocks and towns with our families, but we ourselves will march as troops in vanguard before the Israelites until we have led them to their destination. Meanwhile, our families will remain in the fortified towns because of the land's inhabitants. We will not return to our homes until all the Israelites have taken possession of their heritage, but we will not claim any heritage with them across the Jordan and beyond because we have received a heritage for ourselves on the eastern side of the Jordan. Agreement reached. Moses said to them in reply, If you do this, you if you march as troops before the Lord into battle and cross the Jordan in full force before the Lord until he has driven his enemies out of his way, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then you may return here, free from any obligation to the Lord and to Israel, and to this land will be your possession before the Lord. But if you do not do this, you will have sinned against the Lord, and you can be sure that the consequences of your sin will overtake you. Build the towns then for your families and the folds for your flocks, but fulfill what you have promised. The Gadites and Reubenites answered Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. While our wives and children, their livestock, and other animals remain there in the towns of Gilead, all the servants will go across as armed troops before the Lord in battle, just as my Lord says. So Moses gave this command in their regard to Eliezer the priest, to Joshua, son of Nun, and to the heads of the ancestral houses of Israelite tribes. He said to them, If all the Gadites and Reubenites have crossed the Jordan with you in full force before the Lord in battle, 
the land will be subdued before you, and you will give them Gilead as your possession. But if they will not go across in force with you before the Lord, you will bring their wives and children and livestock across before you into Canaan, and they will possess a holding among you in the land of Canaan. With this, the Gadites and Reubenites replied, We will do what the Lord has ordered your servants. We ourselves will go across in force before the Lord into the land of Canaan, but we will retain our heredity property on this side of the Jordan. So Moses gave them, the Gadites and Reubenites, as well as half of the tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the king of Og, king of Bashan, the land with its towns and the districts of the surrounding towns. The Gadites rebuilt the cities of Debon, Atroth, and Eror, Atroth, Shopan, Jazir, Jagbahath, Bethnimrah, and Betharan, fortified cities and sheepfolds. The Reubenites rebuilt Heshbon, Aliyah, Kirithin, Nebo, Balmon, names to be changed, and Sibma. These towns which they rebuilt they called by their old names. Other conquests. The descendants of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went into Gilead and captured it, dispossessing the Amorites who were there. Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he settled there. Jair, a, a descendant of Manasseh, went and captured their ten villages and called them Havot Jair. Nobah went and captured Kenneth with its, in, with its dependencies and called it Nobah after his own name. The word of the Lord.